This is Self Work, and I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. At Self Work, we'll discuss psychological and emotional issues common in today's world and what to do about them. I'm Dr. Margaret, and Self Work is a podcast dedicated to you taking just a few minutes today for your own self work. Hello and welcome or welcome back to Self Work, and especially this 300th episode of Self Work. I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford, and I started this podcast almost six years ago to extend the walls of my practice to many groups of you, those of you who might already be comfortable with therapy and talking about emotional issues, to those of you who are looking for answers to things you don't understand, but also to a third group of you, those of you who might be just a little skeptical of therapy and mental health treatment in general. Welcome to all of you. We can't believe it. 300 episodes. And that's due to your loyalty and your emails and your messages and your support and your reviews. And well, you. I also, of course, have to thank my team, John Crowley, who's the magical editing and producing wunderkind that makes me sound as if I know where I'm going and where I've been. His studio is Loudmouth Studios. To Christine Mathias, who handles so much, she calls herself my auxiliary brain, and that she is. To Jody Smith, who I always text when something goes amiss with the podcast and who fixes it. And of course, to my friends and family who understand that at least one day per weekend is podcast day. So thank you to all of you. And of course, if you'd like to give us an anniversary gift, we're accepting new reviews and ratings wherever you listen. Today, before we go any further, let's hear a brand new message from BetterHelp. The most common problem I hear from those seeking therapy is how hard it is to find a therapist, how long it takes, how vulnerable you feel asking around for names, how far you might have to travel to get to their office. BetterHelp solves those problems. After you make the first contact, their standard is to offer names of therapists to you in less than two days. And you can talk to them in a first session to see if it's a good fit. And if so, you're on your way. But if not, rather than going through an awkward call or email, You simply let BetterHelp know, and they'll ask what it was you didn't like and find someone else for you. This very caring process takes so much of the responsibility and the vulnerability out of it for you. Now, that doesn't mean you won't feel vulnerable in actual therapy, but the time and difficulty of finding someone is what they handle for you. And of course, since you can text, chat, or talk virtually, then all of those avenues are open to you. Their counselors are licensed professionals, LPCs, psychologists, social workers, men, women. They have different specialties, just like in your community. And they can focus on what you need where you are in your life. The pandemic forced many counselors to work virtually, myself included. But what I learned is that virtual work feels different, but I also found it very helpful and for some people much easier. So here's their offer for self-work listeners. 10% off your first month of sessions if you use this link. BetterHelp.com slash self-work. That's BetterHelp.com slash self-work. I had a certain topic in mind for this 300th episode of self-work, but I realized as I was sitting down to write that what was on my heart and mind was really something that I'd experienced this past week. It had to do with taking time. It had to do with a whole new audience of people that I was trying to reach. And I realize that so many of you don't think you have the time to deal with whatever depression or anxiety you might be feeling. Well, I'm delighted you're taking this next 25 minutes to listen, as today we talk about what may surprise you 
that it doesn't take as much time as you may think to do your own self-work or even to practice how to change your own relationship with time and yourself in the process. Then we have a little something to hopefully add a smile to your day. Thank you for taking your time to be with me here on Self Work Today. As always, I am honored. For those of you who may have actually gone to therapy, you'll know this to be true. Two things often happen in session. Either when I say that it's about time to wrap up, my client will look at me surprised and even aghast and say, gosh, that went by so fast. They've had an emotional breakthrough of some kind or committed to figuring out their next move toward a goal, and that 50 minutes had gone by very quickly. Or they'll look over the clock to see if they still have time to bring up one more thing. (laughs) But then there are other sessions where silent moments tick by. When depression has a client's mind in slow motion, not able to figure things out easily or get to where they want to go, words are hard to find. I can see and feel the fog they are describing to me. Their emotions act more like a barrier because their major feeling is being numb, empty. They really don't feel much of anything, and a minute can seem endless. So the idea I'm proposing for this episode of Self Work is that your perception of time is intrinsically connected to your engagement in the moment. I'm going to say that again. Your perception of time is intrinsically connected to your engagement in the moment. Just think of all the things we say about time. Man, I've got too much time on my hands today. I've got to kill some time. Somehow I lost track of time I thought I had time to fit this in. All of these have to do with either not being engaged in something and time being something that you've got to wade through like a swamp or being so engaged in the moment that time is passing without you being aware of it. The choice to go to therapy is an actual choice to take time for yourself, time to think about and talk about what's going on with you or what has happened to you. It may even be the very first time you've allowed yourself to do that. But do you tell yourself you don't have time to work through your feelings, your depression, your anxiety? It's there. You know something's eating at you. But you've got work to do, mouths to feed, responsibilities. You've got to pay your bills. Or maybe you're so used to being depressed or anxious that it's simply a part of who you are. I had a fascinating experience last week. I'd been asked to speak to a group of construction workers. You heard me correctly, construction workers. And not just any construction workers. These men and women build highways and work on other huge projects. They're the people you whiz by in your car, or maybe that you're mad at because the construction calls us a backup. And then you're grateful because the new road is incredible. They're the people that are around dangerous machinery and out in the brutal weather every day. Now, I worried a little about how a talk about mental health awareness and depression, especially hidden depression, would go over. I was doing the same thing that most of us do. I was stereotyping people. I was stereotyping construction workers. But I realized that they were probably stereotyping me. I'd be some weird, warm, fuzzy therapist that would tell them to go do yoga and breathe, eat kale. I imagined that the hour they were required to be there with me, yes, they were required, would drag horribly for them. The time would 
just never end. (laughs) But you know what? I put those thoughts aside because I don't like being stereotyped, and I don't know very many people who do. And after all, that was fear and a bit of anxiety knocking at my door. And I knew the message I had for them was important, and I was going to deliver it. What I feared didn't happen at all. There were about 160, 170 of them all lined up at long, long tables, probably 40 a table. They just had breakfast. They were talking about financial stuff when I walked in. There were maybe a few women, just a handful. So I took a big breath and I got started. I told stories about men I'd seen, because most of them, again, were men. I told them that the construction business had the highest rate of suicide of any occupation other than extraction. I went through the reasons that, as a group, they might not talk about depression or vulnerability. I talked about why they might not feel they had the time to pay attention. But I also talked about that there was another kind of safety they needed to be aware of, emotional and mental safety, and how the company they worked for could begin to provide it, which I was delighted to find out they were already doing. I pointed out how that kind of awareness if they took the time to pay attention, might save someone's life or their own or even make the time they were living now better. I tried very hard to look at each face and talk to each person. The message was so much more important to me than any kind of differences we might have had in our upbringing, our beliefs, whatever. It didn't matter It's amazing what can happen when you honestly and directly look at someone and say, you know, what you're dealing with matters. You matter. Your emotions and your experiences matter. No matter what you may seem like to the outside world, whether you're a tough guy or a successful businesswoman or a preacher or a fast-paced ad exec, none of that is what's important. The you inside of all that is what matters and you're worth taking time for. What I found out later was that a guy they'd all worked with last year had killed himself. No one had suspected it or knew why. I had no idea, and when I heard after the presentation, it brought a tear to my eye. So how do you learn how to give yourself permission or take the time to pay attention to yourself? What kind of time does it take for you to tune into what could be going on underneath the surface or Maybe you're very aware of, such as in depression or anxiety or both. So let's talk about the excuse of, it would just take too much time. Before we do that, a quick word from Magnesium Breakthrough. And they have an absolutely incredible offer with 42% off right now. I don't think it's going to last forever, but that's what it is right now. One of the best things you can do to improve your health is get at least seven hours of quality sleep every night. Now, I know it's hard to get that much sleep. Your mind keeps you awake. Your partner snores. You can't get comfortable. You wake up early and can't fall asleep again. But it's so important because your body heals itself as you sleep. Would you like to know an easy way to get more quality sleep every night? Make sure you're getting enough magnesium, believe it or not. Around 75% of people don't have enough of it which helps explain why so many people have sleep problems. Most magnesium supplements are not full spectrum, unfortunately. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium. This is something I didn't know. 
And you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. So when Magnesium Breakthrough contacted me, I switched from the supplements I'd been using for a long time to theirs. And wow, what a difference. The major difference it's made for me is when I wake up in the morning at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, I can go back to sleep and it's so much better. So now I'm recommending Magnesium Breakthrough to you by Bioptimizers. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to www.magbreakthrough, that's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com slash self-work to save up to, get this, a whopping 42%. Again, you can save up to 42% on Magnesium Breakthrough when you go to www.magbreakthrough.com slash self-work. I hope it works as well for you as it has for me. So we left the discussion with the question, how do you take the time to pay attention to what's going on with you underneath the surface? And just how much time does it really take? I'm going to use an example I used many moons ago on self-work. I'd almost forgotten it until just a second ago, in fact. Let's say you have a rock in your shoe. It's been there so long you've gotten used to it. Your foot may have formed a callus around it to protect itself. So you may feel it less than you used to. But sometimes it shifts its position and you feel it all over again, or so it seems. You know you'd feel better if you took the time to take it out, but it's been there a while, so, you know, you know. Until one day someone asks you, why have you never taken the minute it would take to get that rock out of your shoe? And so, you do. Somehow their question gave you permission to admit that you'd like to enjoy walking again something you haven't felt in a long time. Now, to be clear, I'm certainly not equating having a rock in your shoe with working through abuse or neglect or trauma. But I am saying that often the first move to getting it out is becoming aware of its damage, the damage that abuse or neglect or trauma does, and giving yourself permission to take the time to do something about it. Because in your world now, You can make everything more important than getting that rock out of your shoe. Rather than putting everything else in front of it, rather than working to deny its presence or even pretend it doesn't bother you, you just stop for a minute. You take your shoe off and you find the rock. And when you begin to take the minute to recognize where pain could be coming from, then even that small recognition and beginning effort to change it can begin to build acknowledgement, understanding, and even self-compassion in one moment. Here's Steve's story, and this is one that I told the construction guys. Steve had come in with his wife for couples work. They'd come around five or six times and seemed to reach a better place. Then I got a call from him about three months later. He said, I'd like to come in by myself if that's okay. I said, sure, as long as his wife was okay with it. And we made an appointment. Steve had retired from a very difficult job in the trucking industry. He'd done extremely well, both professionally and financially, but something was going wrong. He'd begun drinking a lot, couldn't get off the sofa, had gained a bunch of weight, kind of shook his head and looked at me, it feels like I'm not myself anymore, and I don't understand. So, I asked him about his childhood, something we hadn't talked too much about in couples work. He started laughing, and he had a, he had a great big belly laugh. Oh yeah, that. (laughs) Well, my mom used to throw rocks at me while she screamed and told me I'd never amount to anything. And he kept on laughing. So I asked, you have a grandson, don't you? Well, yeah. 
Let's invite him over here to stand in the front yard of my office and let you and me find some rocks to throw at him and scream at him. Steve looked as if I'd thrown a glass of water on him. I would never do that. Well, why not? Because it would hurt him. I waited a second or two. So why are you laughing? You were that little boy. It wasn't funny to you then. But you've built a story around it now. You've protected yourself against the hurt. He got quiet. I went on. And now look what's happening. You've retired, and you're not getting the regular affirmation you've always gotten that you're successful. No promotions, no raises, no slaps on the back. And you're getting lost. Because that little boy doesn't know what to do, and he's still hurting. And so, you're falling apart as an adult. What Steve did that day was to recognize the rock in his shoe. The rock that had been there a very long time. The rock that he protected himself from feeling. And all it took was one conversation for him to see what he needed to do. He needed to stop denying the hurt he'd felt as a child. Acknowledge that hurt and take the damn rock out. Now again, I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do, but it's really amazing to me when I'm working with people how just acknowledgement makes such a big difference. And acknowledgement takes one minute. When I looked around at the group of construction guys after I told the story, I thought I could see them imagining themselves as children and what perhaps had been their hurt that they've not acknowledged. Maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, but their eyes kind of changed. I can certainly hope so. Not to make this a fairy tale, but the last time I saw Steve, he'd been exercising, volunteering, losing weight, and he and his wife were once again in my office, but this time to discuss their son, who had chronic, untreated mental illness and had been highly destructive to their relationship with him and the rest of the family. Interestingly enough, a fact that neither had brought up in our first sessions. They loved him, but it was time to set some boundaries, some natural consequences, if he continued to refuse help or treatment. It was time to take out and look at another one of those rocks. Here's my point. It doesn't take much time to acknowledge what was hurt for a long time or maybe is a fairly new hurt. To connect the dots between your past and your present, it does take willingness to allow yourself to do it, maybe to ask for a therapist's help, but maybe not. I hope that's the way you're using self-work, to help you see the rocks in your own shoes, to help you see what you need to acknowledge about your past, about your present, about what you fear in the future, and how that's tied to what you've experienced in your life. And what you need to acknowledge, take a moment in time to acknowledge that and recognize its impact and its power so that you can then begin to deal with it more openly and more transparently. You know, I get so many emails from those of you and now voicemails as well thanking me for doing self-work. And I want to tell you, it is truly a passion for me to reach out to you. But I thought it would be lovely to hear from one of you about how you're experiencing self-work. 
Dr. Margaret, this is the um, first time I've listened to uh, self-work. Um, I was listening to uh, the author of Chatter, and it's wonderful. And I am uh, going to listen to more episodes of, of your show. And I'm going to check out his book um, from the public library. I, I noticed that they have his book. So thank you, and um, I'll be listening more to your show. So thank you all for listening so much to Self Work Today. We'll be on to 301 next week. Thanks to my team, and thanks to you. You're my team as well. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you for ratings or reviews for, for perhaps the book Perfectly Hidden Depression or wherever you listen to this podcast. As I said in the beginning, that would be a lovely anniversary gift. But now we have something a little special for you just to bring a smile to your day. This is Self Work, and I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. Whoops. And I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. And I started a podcast like... And I started a podcast like... John, sorry. I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford, and I started... Okay, I'm just going to start over. (laughs) Shit. I need vacation. So in today's episode of Withdrawal... Withdrawal. (laughs) Oh, Lord. But today in this episode of self-her, self-her, and the technique may surprise you a little because it may seem that when you're doing it, you're being, when you're doing this behavior, you're, because it, hello, because it may seem that when you're doing this actual behavior, being, you're being, oh God, John, I'm sorry. It's good to pick something small to begin your journey. So stop. Hello. I cannot talk today. What, what, uh, just, Forget all that, John. I just can't talk today. The unrelenting standards are coping mechanisms that... Shoot. (laughs) But in... in, But in... Start over. As she opens up about how the competitiveness... As she opens up about how the competitive... As she talks about how the competitiveness... Competitiveness... Competitive... Competitiveness. Com- competitiveness. <laughs> As she talks about how the competitive. Oh, shit. Sex. 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 Whoops, sorry. Gosh, I just burped. Hmm. Sorry, John. But not all of it. Oh, shit. Sorry about my French. As I book a. As I, as he he, maybe you kept accomplishment, 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 new word. So that's has served as a as ser, has served shit, as you've been triggered by the by the oh shit, or go of agoraphobe. God bless. I should hang it up. Involved with a psychologist. Uh, Very involved with a, either a psychologist. No, just let me start over. What I might suggest is they shit. <laughs> oh, goodness. I would not suggest that. <laughs> oh, that's definitely got to go on a blooper roll. <laughs> All right. But I hope it isn't. I mean, I'm about to burp. Take very good care. This is Dr. Margaret. No, wait. I'm, I'm Dr. Margaret. <laughs>
Thanks for being here. Let's go forward together. Take very good care of yourself, of ones you love, and those in your community. Especially treat others with gentleness and kindness and compassion. I'm Dr. Margaret, and this has been Self-Work.